Ladies and gentlemen, get those dollars ready. Coming up next to the stage on the Other Ground Podcast, it's your host, Passive J and Ryan. That is right. It is yet another exciting episode of the Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. That's Ryan over there. Say hello, Ryan. Oh, yeah. Well, it's officially a show. The White Claw has been opened. The OG Army is assembling in the chat box. And I've got topics once again. Yay me. Uh, so how you doing, Ryan? Uh, it, it, it's not Friday quite yet, is it? No, I'm afraid not. What do you think of the new theme music? I'm trying out different things. It's funny. Someone said uh, that Jay's got a new trap beat. The name of the song is Dramatic Hip Hop Trap. So the guy was right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that really wasn't all that all that trap but hey yeah let's go with it was it dramatic <laughs> no nah, it really wasn't dramatic either so i, okay. I don't know i don't know what about, what, what about hip-hop or are, are we zero for three is it really misnamed entirely <laughs> i think we were close okay well there you go normally well the, uh strangely enough the music that i knew, normally use is called rise of the king this one but I figured it'd be fun every once in a while to switch up for, uh, and try different ones. But apparently that just confuses people. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Well, I mean, and they're all shit compared to the intro. Right, right, exactly. Really what we need to do is just have you take over the entire show. I'll, I will call in instead. I'll be the co-host and you'd run all that shit since you got all the uh, mixing stuff and all of that nature uh, over on your side. Yeah, that sounds roughly like 100% more work than I want to do. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> we will work with what we have. Oh, let's see. Tonight's topics. Um, like talk about ancestry, like DNA stuff, like what everyone is. Uh, I bring this up because someone said that they thought I might be an albino black man. And I've made that joke before. So mostly because of a uh, incident that happened when I was uh, selling plasma way back in the day. And I'll talk about that. Um, I also want to talk about movies. We started to talk about Marvel movies, but I realized we've never talked about movies in general, general, and what's a good, what you consider a good movie and not. So I figured we can spend some time on that. Um, also things we'd like to talk about, uh, what do you consider, uh, significant money when making casual purchases you know like what do you consider not much money and and a lot of money when you're making stupid bullshit purchases uh we can talk about that uh also talking about uh things that we all want to talk about as i mentioned on the og thread uh i like to talk a little bit about insomnia insomnia is a topic i have a lot of experience on so uh, we can talk about that and lastly uh, if we have time for it i'd like to talk about losing your temper uh, it's happened to all of us, and what I want to hear about is the times that you lost your temper and were embarrassed about it later on. Because I've had times where I lost my temper and I, and I was right, and, and I never looked back at it and went, oh, I shouldn't have lost my temper. Most of the time, I was like, yeah, losing my temper was the entirely appropriate thing to do there. But there are occasions where you lo lose your temper, and then afterwards you look back at it and, uh, and think, fuck, uh, I was a fucktard. <laughs> so I'm sure it's happened to all of us, and we can talk about that if we have time. Ryan, I'm sure you have topics as well. So uh, anything you want to start on? No shit. Oh, obviously we have. Obviously we have the karaoke battle from today, mm -hmm. which again you backed out and just tried to make your own rules. Which yeah, 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 is which bullshit is bullshit in itself. 
Which is what's going to happen. It turns out I'm an adult. I can do what I want. Um, Brian, I appreciate what you're doing with the suggestions, and I do like you giving them to me, but I don't want to do a song that I'm not having fun doing. The, the entire thing is, I realize the purpose of this is to entertain people, but if I'm not having fun with it, I don't want to do it. And some of the songs that you give me, not only they're songs I've never really heard, but I can listen to them two or three or four times, and I don't know what the fuck the guy's saying. Um, I, I have no clue uh, how to do the cadence right. And there's a difference between, you know, funny bad and just really fucking bad and as i said if it's a song like that i don't really want to do it to be honest with you it's just no fun well here's the thing you at least have to expand your horizon some we can't keep getting the exact same thing from you all the time oh no no i am i will we i will always take your suggestion and i will try to do that but in certain cases after i listen to it a couple times i'm like ah no not it's not for me which case i'll switch to something else but i will always attempt to do your song first so today we had the battle again of Tenor and Passive J. Tenor came out of the gate strong with more Wu Tang, and like this is kind of his pocket, so it's going to be hard to beat him on this one, Jack. Mm, yeah. So true. listening through it, it's it seems like he didn't even have a karaoke version. He just had a set of lyrics and a beat. Yeah, so he which came is in handicapped, which is even more impressive. I don't know if he had it on a piece of paper that I couldn't see, or if he was just doing it from memory. But he basically just spit it out. Yeah, so he he killed in that. He he did have you know a few hiccups here and there, but obviously he didn't even have a karaoke version. So I no. think you're going to have a little bit of a steep climb here. Um, but then we go to Passive J, and the beat comes on. I thought, holy shit, he's actually going to test himself, and he's going to do Chameleonaire riding dirty. And then you completely shit on everything that is holy and do weird Al fucking Yankovic. <laughs> so you lose. What? Well, oh, come on. That was that's a great song. You got to give weird Al. Your winning streak stops at one. Tenor <laughs> is your victor for April the 23rd. <laughs> that's not fair weird al is great you might not like his music but you have to respect his uh, musical ability the guy is very talented he has made an entire career of taking things that other people have done and parodying the words yeah well i respect that somehow he like relatively funny guy i'm sure he's a great nice guy and everything but like his entire career is essentially ripping off other people. Um, yes and no. Although he does have original songs occasionally, uh, but although his most popular ones are obviously parodies of other people's songs. But the ability to do that in some ways is harder than the original songs that they're doing. Um, you know, coming up with a completely different set of lyrics, being able to sing not one but many different styles. Uh, like I don't obviously I fucked that up pretty bad. But if you watch the original version, Weird Al wraps that shit up pretty good, dude. Well, that's actually not difficult. Like just taking a, a song and doing the exact same cadence that someone's doing, like that's not difficult. Yeah, he's a halfway decent singer in the fact that he can mimic a lot of kind of different sounds. But like the technique of what he's doing is nowhere near as difficult as what the original artist is doing. Mm. Well, yes and no. I, I, I agree that uh, coming up with original beats is really hard. And that's where... Uh, the difference between fucking like, you know, the people that are millionaire uh, artists and people that are playing, you know, cover band songs at, at the bar. 
Um, but I, but I do think Weird Al has a unique talent that, and is in many ways way more talented than the people that he's parodying. Yeah, and I'm going to completely say no chance in hell. <laughs> and good point by Tenor. You act like this is one of the things that makes no sense. You are actually better at some of the fast parts than you were like the slow and plodding chorus that anyone should be able to do. I think that's because I have zero rhythm. Um, to be honest. So what happens if it's a slow thing, I, I lose the rhythm. If it's fast enough to push me to go, I think, you know, the fast parts, since I have to say them fast, I just get into the cadence easier than if you give me time to think about where the beats are. That's my guess. We also need to keep working on your like ability to do a performance because you're still just kind of sitting there reading. And this, I think this is just you in life. Like you also posted that video of you playing bass and you're just kind of like standing there. <laughs> well, part of that's because I'm not very good at bass and I'm concentrating on playing rather than doing like little tricks and stuff. Although it is hilarious to see the guitar and bass players, the expressions on their face when they try to play as like it's causing them physical pain to produce those notes. <laughs> when like one of my one of my favorite uh, one of my buddies, he's a really good guitar player. And one of my favorite things about it is he sat there or stood there looking bored out of his ass during most of his performances because he was bored out of his ass. Uh, during most of his performances i mean he 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 tried to mix things in to make it more interesting like he wrote songs where he played a guitar with a drumstick or he wrote songs where uh he produced the notes by uh, turning his guitar off and on at the switch rather than uh using a guitar pick so you know i'd make it more like a neat 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 so he was very innovative but he also looked bored as fuck on the stage most of the time <laughs> Yeah, that's just that's just not a good performance. Like that's that's part of the whole thing. Like you have to be you have to be into this. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And uh, I'm working on it. Well, you know, baby steps, baby steps. Uh, Tenor asks, "Where the fuck is the top twenty batter?" It comes and goes. That's a weekly thing, and we lost it this week because we didn't have enough points in the engagement score. I believe. Uh, we, uh, I'm hoping we'll get it back next week. You never know. We'll see how it goes. I After believe all the guys. Yesterday, we goddamn better. Yeah, well, yeah, yesterday was a good one. I want to report that, uh, of course, we did go about a half hour over, but we had our to our highest total listeners uh, from people uh, stopping in and out. So that's a good sign. And our, our downloads in general are steady to upward. We had They dipped from uh, last two weeks because when we premiered, you know, we had a good thing going, and it's gradually went down a little bit to the people that are actual listeners rather than people that tried it once and it never came back. So we do have an actual uh, fan base now. Yay. <laughs> so, and, and hopefully we'll build on it. I think the thing that's really going to kick us over is we need one or two big guests that have their own large social media presence. If we can get one of them on to spread the word with, on their social media, then I, I think we'd be doing well. So right now we're kind of that middle ground. I think we just need to like quadruple just real quick, like, so I can start my only fans. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why you don't have that already, to be honest with you. Well, I'd like to start out like a little bit bigger so I can justify the $20 a month for people to see my butthole. <laughs> you might be overcharging for that, you know, not not to be rude, but <laughs> Well, to be fair, you have not seen my butthole. It's impressive. <laughs> I, I'd be afraid to see my butthole, dude. I have say <laughs> I have a um, you know, um you know, we're not going to tell that story. We'll save that for another day. <laughs> I tell you what, my rusty wagon wheel, it's fucking pristine. 
Oh, uh, shit. All right, let's move on. Uh, you got anything you want to talk about before we move on to the topics that I've got for today? Well, I mean, there's a few things we have to cover. So number okay. one, how do you feel in the fact that Alex Trebek thinks you're a loser? I am very upset about that. I saw that clip as I as I posted on the thread. It feels like Santa just kicked me in the dick. Um, I've always been a big Alex Trebek fan to, and to see him make fun of someone who likes the same kind of music that I do and actually call her a loser or call actually technically what he did is he called people he called that all like, of you. Yeah, he called what he did was he called people that like that type of music losers. Um, and Alex Trebek was like my fucking hero. I always, always respected him because he's super duper fucking smart. Like he's smarter than most of the contestants on that show. And that's a smart person show. Um, so, you know, then you always heard like, yeah, the legends and stuff like that. They all like the legend behind it was that Alex Trebek writes all the questions himself. I mean, obviously not, but, but that was always a cool thing to hear, uh, floated around the, uh, you know, internet and rumor section. Uh, but yeah, he's supposed to be a really smart dude. He always seemed cool. And then all of a sudden he turned on me, you know, uh, Santa Claus just kicked me in the dick, dude. Well, obviously he is very intelligent in the fact that he thinks anybody that listens to nerdcore. Uh, rap is a fucking loser. That's just that's just mean, man. You need to have a more of an open mind, man. Just, like, there's all kinds of stuff that I don't like that doesn't make it bad. Um, as the great and wise uh, lead singer of Suicidal Tendencies once said, uh, just because you don't like something it doesn't mean it's no good. Yeah, but he was talking about life. <laughs> are you are you a, a Suicidal Tendencies fan? No. No, not even a little bit. No, huh? Not at all. God. Mainly <sighs> because I can't remember anything that they've done. So there may be oh. a song that was halfway decent, and I'm just going oh. off the band name now. Right, right. Well, and they had two very distinct styles in their beginning. They were very much more punkish, uh, like their song Institutionalized. Uh, but the later on, they moved to more of a rock, heavy metal sound, uh, like with... Uh, albums like uh, lights camera revolution which is my favorite of their uh, albums had lots lots of good stuff on it um but they also had you know but they also had their uh crazy funny songs like uh, send me your money was a really good song you ever heard that yeah, one? none of none of this is ringing a bell I, oh. I i guess they can't they can't hold a candle to fog hat <laughs> send me your money is he's uh he sings as if he's a uh, tv evangelist and he's trying to get you to send him send you send him your money <laughs> it's a good song you should look it up did you hear these actual televangelist dumbasses like telling people to give the church your stimulus checks oh yeah yeah i can't believe that shit uh on a related note i saw a meme was uh, listing like the richest uh, televangelists and then at the bottom it listed how much they had all given to the covid relief fund which was zero and there's some guy at the top fucking i'd never even heard of had like 780 million dollars um like number two i'd heard of but i can't remember his name now he's an old school uh uh evangelist and I think uh, Big Teeth McGee or whatever that guy's name is was like number four or five of like 40 million. Joel Osmond or whatever his name is. Yeah, they're all pieces of shit. Yeah, they're all pieces of the shit, dude. I mean, come on. But on the other hand, it's really it's kind of hard to feel sorry for someone that it's that easy to convince that God wants me uh, to have a plane. Yeah. <laughs> Like, if I can talk to you into thinking God wants me to have a private plane, well, then fuck, dude, I deserve your money, really, don't I? Well, it's just taking advantage of idiots. Like, they're yeah. they're no better than, like, the, you know, Nigerian prince 
that wants to send you $20,000, but needs you to send them 10 grand up front. Yeah. Yeah. And jokes aside, I, I don't think people deserve to have their money swindled away from them just because they're, you know, too dumb to uh, realize it. Cause you know, there, it happens. It doesn't just happen to dumb people. It happens to trusting people that trust people that they shouldn't. It doesn't make them stupid. It makes them naive. Um, and I've been in that position before, so. which is a, is a form of being dumb. Like yeah. think about it, there's things like there's book smarts, there's street smarts. If you're giving away your money, like all your money to some ridiculous pastor, you're an idiot. You might be a great person. You may be book smart, but you're an idiot. That was that which which reminds me of I think my favorite favorite uh, Simpsons quote ever. I think it was Lenny. I think it was Lenny that said it. He goes, Ah, uh, I'm smart. I mean, not like book smart or street smart, uh, but something. <laughs> That's always been one of my favorite lines to throw around when people talk about being smart. We really need to get an ability for you to like bring up clips and play them because I think a lot of your comedy gets lost in the delivery. Yeah, possibly. I don't have good comedic delivery, um, but I'm fucking hilarious. <laughs> See, here's oh, yeah. part of the problem is almost everything I say amuses me. If it amuses somebody else, well, that's just kind of a bonus, but primarily it's for me. So I, I think that's part of the problem with my uh, entertainment uh, value. <laughs> Passive J's minimal effort comedy. Goddamn right. <laughs> you got anything else you want to cover before we get to the actual topics? Well, so the big thing today, the draft starts in two hours. Oh, that's right. Football draft for, for people that weren't paying attention. NFL football, not uh, you know uh, soccer type football. Well, anybody that doesn't know that, like, that's a problem in itself. Well, you know, this is an international show, sir. There's plenty of people that wouldn't realize that the National Football League uh, draft is today. Well, maybe they just need a little bit of culture in their life. They do, exactly. Because there's nothing more cultured than the NFL. You're goddamn right. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about it. Uh, I don't follow a ton of football. Everything I follow about football is related to fantasy football because I play fantasy football and have for like 10 or 11 or 12 years. I'd have to go back and look and see when I started the league. Um, and I'm okay at it. Uh, I came in second last year out of 14. Uh, so I, I do okay. Uh, but that's because I like numbers. I understand how numbers work, and I, which makes the game easier for me. So what normally happens is I draft fantastically well because I, you know, I do a ton of research on all the different players and where they're supposed to be. And during the draft, I, I'm during looking up different players that are going to be around the number where I'm drafting at and see which one's the best option. And so I do great. And, they, and Yahoo does a little grade on your draft, and I always get like an A or a B. And the first three or four or five games of the season, I do fucking fantastic. I'm a killer. What happens is since I don't watch football and I don't really pay attention to the game, when my players get injured, not only do I not notice that they get injured soon enough, I mean, I, I pull them out before the, you know, uh, the night, you know, on Monday or Tuesday. But the proper thing to do is to be watching the game so that when your player goes down, you're already on your phone or on your computer looking up who the backup for that is. Well, if you're smart, you might already have. Um, but see, I don't have the specific knowledge about football. So like when, when I see a headline about so-and-so is hurt, I don't know who the other guy, you know, I didn't put enough effort into that, into the intricacies of it because I didn't know. Oh shit. Ball. Imagine that. 
Yeah. Well, this year I did. So this year I paid attention to all the shit. Whenever I, whenever I saw a headline, I, I was always tracking down, you know, uh, who the replacements were for an injuries and things like that. And I was really on top of it. And I came in second. Uh, I got my ass kicked in the in the playoffs uh, by the um, by the guy who's our winningest guy. I think he's won four out of uh, eleven or twelve titles so far. But I was proud. Yeah, it sounds like you're in a pretty crappy league. It's a fourteen-team league. It's pretty good. You know, it's it's hard to do real well when it's, when there's that many teams because there's not a lot of talent to go around. Uh, which is why we don't. Uh, Yahoo will actually let you do a twenty-team league, but we won't add more than more uh, teams. There's you know, it gets pretty thin when you add more uh, than fourteen. Well, yeah, then you actually have to have you know football knowledge. Right. So I wants to know if I talk if uh, fantasy football trash. No, I do not. That's not my thing. There's a lot of trash talking that goes around. Uh, my favorite is the chef. Uh, he's a mild, pretty mild guy normally, uh, friendly, uh, one of my favorite people there. But when it comes to fantasy football, he loves to trash talk. Like like the, the week that uh, I play him is always one of my favorite weeks of the season. He'll come rolling in. He goes, hey, you know what week it is? I'm like, yeah, 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 yes, I do. He goes, okay, my advice is to you is just, you turn over to the wall, relax, and just let it happen. It'll be a lot less painful that way. So you've you've tasted Chef's chocolate salty balls? Oh, dude, he's kicked my ass before. Uh, he's he's pretty good. He's I don't think he's ever came in first, but he normally does well. He always makes the playoffs, and he's one of those people that's really into it. Strangely enough, one of the people that's also really into it is our uh, French um, uh, clubhouse manager. Who is like you know very French, <laughs> but he loves. But he gives competing. up by week three, right? <laughs> you would think so, uh, but but no, uh, he's actually he's actually won before, uh, and that was one of the funniest stories from our fantasy football. Um, apparently, he uh, like he picked for the symbol for his team a rooster. I, I guess that's something to do with French culture, or like it's the symbol for like his favorite French soccer team, or something like that, right? Yeah, um, they love the cock. Yeah, that's that's and that's what the jokes that we started he started using all the time because because whenever he played somebody he's like you're about to taste the cock. <laughs> well, did he say you're going to taste the cock or was it taste le cock? Le cock, yes. Uh, and he won and he beat Chef that season. So he uh, like the because the. Uh, the playoffs and the last game happen after our season's over. So it happens while like no one's there. So when the season started back the next season, he snuck in and uh, got into chef's office and hung up a big banner that, that he had uh, had made uh, of his team name. And, you know, underneath it said, you know, chef tasted the cock. <laughs> and so it's, it's always a fun time there uh, doing fancy football because everyone's pretty good natured and jokey about it. Yeah, now we just need to get you to the point that you actually, you know, understand the game itself. Yeah, I use parts of it, you know, uh, and I'm starting to reach a point where I enjoy watching parts of it, but I work Sundays, you know, um, so I, 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 I miss 90% of the games anyway, so like I might catch one or two if I get home in, in time if I'm not working overtime. So DVR, do something, like you should be a Lions fan. I mean, you guys have the third pick overall tonight, like you should have opinions on these things, like just as a man. Right. Well, who do you think they're going to pick and who do you think they should pick? Because that might be two different things. So at three, it's going to depend on if anybody jumps up ahead of them. Knowing Detroit, they're probably going to do something stupid like take mm-hmm. Tua because, you know, everybody <laughs> wants to say his last name. Um, <laughs> what they probably should do, the safe pick there is probably Jeff Akuda. He's a corner. Right. So a defensive player then? Yep. Hmm, interesting. Uh, 
So yeah, they were probably will do something dumb. It's hard to root for the Lions. They have a such a long history of fucking shit up. And you know, the everyone says that the old lady that owns it, uh, the team should sell it. Uh, but she seems active and wanting to win. I mean, she she has the team make moves and stuff. So I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if a different owner would make any difference. What can they? What would a different owner do? Really? Hire better front office personnel. Right, I, but I'm assuming she's not actually in charge of that. She has people to tell her who's hard to hire and shit. I, I can't believe that like there's a 90 year old lady out there looking, doing research, and going, "Okay, yes, this is the one we need." You know. Well, then whoever's handling that for her, she probably needs to fire them because the lines have been pretty inept for a good 20 years. Oh yeah, that I if agree. Not with longer, that. actually. Yeah, yeah. The, the from what I read, the articles I've read is that the uh, Ford family shows way too much loyalty to their employees. They really want to, you know, when they hire somebody, they really want to give them as much of a chance as they can, and so they hold on to people way longer than they should. This is just what I've heard, like around town over the years. Well, yeah, you guys kept Matt Millen for God knows how long, and he was a complete piece of shit. Yep. Yeah. There's a good example of that. That's, uh, I believe one of the people they were talking about when they brought up those points. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, people, I forgot to mention it's the beginning of the show and I don't think I've mentioned it for like a couple shows. Uh, we want you to call in. We want you to hear, we want to hear your opinions on this stuff. We want to hear your opinion on this. We want to hear your opinion on anything. Look, we can't promise you 15 minutes of fame, but we'll give you at least a minute or two. Yeah, and it can't. We can't always just, you know, rely on tenor calling in, or Uncle Canada, you know, grinding things to a halt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we do have three or four or five or a dozen really loyal, uh, dedicated callers. But you know, that doesn't just because you haven't called in before, that doesn't mean you can't call in now. You might be a complete stranger. You might be listening to our show for the first time. We want to talk to you. Like I said, at least for a minute or two. After that, we might not want to talk to you anymore. But give it a shot. Yeah, if you're less interesting than Jay, we're going to hang up on you. Just fair warning. Yeah, but that's really hard to do. Come on, that's a low bar I've set. Well, yeah, absolutely. That's why I put it that way. Yep. No, and no tenor. I've seen in the chat box he's saying it's a nice way of telling tenor and grad to stop calling. No, I want you guys to call him. Tenor, call him right now. Right now, let's talk about football stuff. Or we could talk about rap stuff. Or we could talk about how awesome I am. All those are open topics. We can do all those. Yeah, the latter of which, like, this is not a fantasy podcast. <laughs> hey, it's, you know, it's my head. I can live when live it whatever way I want, right? Anyways, so anyways, you want to talk more about football um, with the draft being all. What's your favorite team uh, that you follow? Uh, so I have followed the Baltimore Ravens since 1996. Mm-hmm. See, I don't know enough to know if they're a good team in general, although I have, they have done pretty well the last couple of years, haven't they? They're generally in the playoffs. So like they're always an upper tier team. Been in the league since '96. Have two Super Bowls. So that's you know what two thousand percent better than the Lions. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, you know we're not using the Lions as a comparison to anything because they've had two good players really. Well, two and a half good players their entire uh, <laughs> the at least my entire life. Uh, Barry they had Sanders. arguably the best player at two positions, and they both retired early because Detroit is a hellhole. Mm-hmm. I, that I agree with completely. Barry Sanders and Megatron. Uh, <clears throat> although their uh, quarterback now, I can't remember his name, uh, a super bland dude, but he's he's supposedly a really good quarterback. He just uh, I don't know why uh, they haven't done better. 
So that's the thing. Matt Stafford is not that good of a quarterback. The reason everybody thinks he's good is he puts up like really big numbers. But when you're playing from behind every game as a quarterback, you're going to have huge numbers because partway through the second half, all you're facing is prevent D and the other team doesn't give a shit. Right, right. So they'll let him get his numbers because they know it's not going to be enough, so to speak. Yeah, basically, like the second half of every game for the Lions, it's just we're going to go out and throw the ball 40 times because we're behind. Right, right. And then for the a good, at least the first half of his career, uh, you know, he had uh, Calvin Johnson as well, which is going to help any quarterback stats, obviously. Well, he's always had decent receivers. It's just more the fact that the team as a whole sucks balls. So he's always going to have giant numbers because he's always trying to come from behind. Right. Kind of right. like so, Tenor. <laughs> <laughs> always coming in your behind, Dalton. Oh, no. That's a bad oh, Hey, big boy. <laughs> hey, Tenor. How you doing, boss? Coming in hot. <laughs> so how you been? Winning. Uh, yeah, yeah, apparently uh, you are winning today. You uh, you won the rap battle quite handily. Ah, uh, dude, I should I fucked that second verse up so badly. I was so fucking pissed, and I had to I had to hit send on it when I put it to YouTube. I'm like, fuck it, here we go. Yeah, so. I, I almost redid mine because there was a couple parts that I felt like I could have done better, but there was also a couple parts that I felt like I might have fucked up if I did it again. So I left it the way it was. Lord yeah, Godless, just you guys brought it. Reference. You, Go ahead, Tanner. You guys brought it up. Jay, I don't understand how you fucking nailed the fast parts. I mean, you still suck. Don't get me wrong. But you nailed the fast parts, and then you suck dick on the easiest fucking parts of the song. It makes absolutely no fucking sense. I, I don't know what it is either. As I mentioned earlier, it might have something to do with the hard parts forcing me to stay in cadence, and the slower parts gives me time to get off rhythm, so to speak. I'm just guessing. I think you have like rhythm dyslexia. It might. <laughs> it might. You don't ask me to clap. Uh, uh, uh. Holy shit. One fucking eyeball, one kidney, and rhythm dyslexia. I fucking love it. <laughs> well, you know, I get, you got to get by with what you have, right? I mean, I've been blessed with many advantages in my life, so I'm not going to complain about the disadvantages I have. What what are the advantages other than being able to reach things on the top shelf? I can reach things on the top shelf. Um, I've been told that I have a nice voice, so I've tried to use that to my advantage. Um, I'm larger than average in other departments, uh, so I you know, I always appreciate that. Which, by the way, I, doesn't help you as much as uh, people would think, because it's, it's not like you can advertise it. <laughs> it might help you keep a girl, but it doesn't really help you get a girl. Dude, what what good is it having a nice voice if you fumble fuck your words every other sentence? I don't know. I think that's why we're <laughs> in the situation that we're in right now. Because if I could speak well, in addition to having a nice voice, I wouldn't have to do a show if you fucking losers. <laughs> well, I think you probably still would because you really don't have the pe- personality to like carry this. Yeah, that's true. What yeah. I don't get is how in the hell you are ever able to do any sort of voiceover work with your inability to articulate words. I can I can articulate words very well if you give me enough time to practice. Um, exactly, he's got he's got all day when he's on unemployment to just fucking rerun the whole sentence again and say that voiceover time and time again until he gets it exactly perfect. 
That is exactly right. That's uh, why I prefer to do my voiceover work at home as opposed to a studio. I'll take whatever voiceover work I can get, by the way. Uh, send me your shit. Uh, but I prefer to work at home. That way, like, let's say you give me like a 30 second spot for KFC, you know, something like, you know, the new five ninety nine bucket at KFC, you know, participation may vary. So fuck off if we don't want to sell to you. Something like that. I can say it obviously in in one in in one take but i prefer to do it in pieces so that way if i fuck up halfway through i don't have to do an entire 30 seconds i've already got the first two sentences perk perfect then you can just edit in the other two set uh, sentences you can't really do that at studios as much because they don't want to fuck with that but when i'm at home i can take care of that shit myself yeah at a studio they're not going to let you have a separate track for each word like they're just not mixing that down. <laughs> no, no, no. They they will they will let you um, they will mix it down after a certain point, but they prefer like in larger chunks than every two sentences, obviously. Well, yeah, because most people can speak coherently for at least thirty seconds. Right, not me. <laughs> well, I mean, I can sometimes. Sometimes I'll bust out two or three minutes worth of stuff without a problem. But generally speaking, I don't try to do that because I don't want to get like a minute and a half or two minutes into something, then fuck up a word. Now I've lost two or three minutes worth of work. Normally, I'll cut it up into probably 15 to 30 second chunks, uh, three or four sentences. How much does unemployment pay you for two to three minutes of work, Jay? Uh, they don't pay me anything, but uh, it, it really depends. <laughs> um like I did a podcast closer for somebody. It was about a minute long where I listed, you know, all of their different uh, emails and Twitters and their blogs and all that good shit. And uh, I got paid 250 bucks for it. Was that the horror podcast one? Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. I fucking remember shit. I don't know what it is. I'm not a stalker, but I remember shit like crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah yep, yep. Um, and I've gotten paid, you know, for other work. I did some work for a, a gentleman in um ireland who does uh, uh he has a hypnosis business and i did uh this one was hard because he uh he's just a small business he bought like some 10 and 15 second radio spots on his local radio station and he had me record them and he wanted me to say some a lot of shit in 10 seconds and i can speak fast when i want to but that was rough normally i'm trying to tell myself to slow down <laughs> for this one i had to like pack it all into like 15 10 or 15 seconds and still have it clear so that was kind of a challenging thing and he paid me a couple hundred bucks for it um so like I, so I, i'm I made, shocked i'm shocked you made 250 bucks for that pod pass closer yeah. like the mix on that was not good that's not well that's not me i send him my audio and he did uh uh they did all the mix themselves i they just get the raw audio from me so that's even worse if you're not like properly engineering your your vocals like, that's normal that's I mean, not worth 250 bucks well i'm sorry that's that's actually less than standard rates i give them i give everyone deals um yeah that's pretty standard too you you send them raw audio you don't do any editing yourself i mean you don't send them like uh, when i say raw audio i i still make sure it's all clipped together i don't i don't send them like a whole bunch of five and ten second clips and say good luck with that um but you don't do most any of the uh post stuff yourself you let the uh uh you let them take care of that because you don't know how they want to work that yeah I, I don't know about that one the things i've done i've at least done the the base amount of fixing the the raw audio to sound presentable well i don't know what you mean by fixing it to sound presentable i didn't, didn't realize there's any issues with what i sent over to him there are some things you can just hear like in and what was there that needed cleaned up and apparently they weren't smart enough to clean it up so i'll put it on you 
Possibly. You mean like background noise and shit like that? Oh my god, sorry guys. <laughs> That's yeah, fine. Hey, dude. screaming children hey, well, uh, gotta go for that. Yeah, I yeah, I've got I got my little daughter Wilhelmina. Did you guys happen to see my uh the video that she did when she um she reenacted that scene from the room, that awful movie? No, I th- did it is that wait a minute, is that the one that we shared with uh um Jocko? No, it was it was a reenactment of this the horrible scene in the room, which is just an awful mo- fucking movie. And uh, I was gonna have her do it for for you guys, but if you guys don't are, aren't familiar with it, I won't have her do it. Not I, Ryan. How about you? I have no earthly idea. All right, let the fuck you guys then. God damn it! Hey kids, well, get out of here. I'm podcasting. What's podcasting? It's, that, that, it's that me. It's question. me talking shit. <laughs> well, it's me talking shit. Speaking of talking, yeah, shit. shit. Hello, Grad. Hey, oh, Uncle Canada. Canada. All right, put me on mute, guys. Guys, get out of here. We can't do that. You have to do that yourself. I don't know how. I, Fuck. I, don't worry about it, dude. Hi, Uncle Canada. How you doing today, Bob? Guys, get out. Yeah, hey, listen. Thing is, uh, hey, hey, uh, Tedder. Hey, gentlemen. What's up, brother? Hey. Hey, good man. Hey, listen, uh, Ryan, I, I gotta, we gotta talk about something in regards to Stafford. You're fucking saying Stafford's not a good quarterback, dude. No, anybody that has him in like their upper tier is just wrong. Are you fucking kidding me, man? Have you looked at looked looked at his stats over the last eleven years? Come on, man. Have you seen how he's gotten his stats for the last eleven years? Yeah. He, the yeah, vast majority sh- of his counting, yeah, the the vast majority of his counting stats come in the second half of games where they're generally losing. Right, playing for a shitty team, yet fucking he still fucking produces, man. Like, come on, man, Stafford's fucking up there, man. I love Stafford. Well, you're also <laughs> Canadian, so well, well, we won't hold Staff- that against you. Stafford's from Georgia, buddy. He's not Canadian. What the fuck are you talking about? No, I said you're <laughs> Canadian. Your uncle Canada. Yes, you're a crazy uncle Canadian Gabe. uncle. How you He's doing, centric. by the way, Dad? Yes. Good, brother. Hey, listen, all all good. This yeah, excellent, guys. Uh, good. Yeah, man. Fuck, Tanner, you doing all right, brother, or what? Oh, I'm doing all right, man. I'm 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 on my second uh, wild turkey and diet coke right now because I'm watching Fucking the carbs. Right. So uh, I'm I'm doing good. I put together a goddamn 14 foot trampoline today. So I missed my workout because I did that for three hours today. So <laughs> that's a big nice. thing. They, too. The kids are fucking happy though. <laughs> yeah, apparently you don't want kids anymore. <laughs> One of my buddies had actually I had two different friends that had trampolines when I was growing up, and those things are fucking death traps. So, uh, like, what is this? What does this fucking football thing start? What time? Do you guys know what? I have no idea. I've been watched, but does it start what? A couple hours? An hour? Or what? Yeah, eight eight p.m. Uh, Eastern. Nice, nice. So, what are you guys predicting? I guess I, I apologize. I just called in, whatever. But you guys for like predicting? Like, Ryan, are you a football fan yourself per se? Because you said Baltimore, but any uh, upsets you're picking or predicting pick wise in that or what? My prediction. No, um, no, I think it's going to be relatively straightforward at the top of the draft. Like it's going to be interesting going into tomorrow and Saturday. Like, so this year, I don't know how many people are kind of keeping tabs of it, but they're like, it's basically a virtual draft. So as opposed to having like the entire staff of a team in a room, 
Like it's literally just the GMs sitting in a room doing the picks and like having to do, you know, like web meetings with their coaches and shit. So it's probably going to be a big clusterfuck once you get out of the first round. Ooh. So um, that being the case, what do you think? So we've already determined what the Lions are going to probably do in their first round, or at least what you think they're going to do in the first round. Is it possible to predict uh, what you think they're going to do in the second round, or is it get too fuzzy at that point? I mean, you can just take a look at like the needs that they have and what they should probably do. Um, obviously... Obviously, their defense isn't great. Um, they could definitely use something on the line. They lost a couple linemen uh, from last season. So, I mean, they always have a lot of holes since, obviously, they're kind of a shit team. Right. Uh, hey, maybe they need a new quarterback. You know, that Stafford yeah, guy, it's pretty possible. average. There's lots of people that... There's lots of people. Well, there's lots of people that said they should have uh, traded Stafford years ago, where they could have got a lot more value out of him, rather than if they let him go now. Which is, cause he, you know, regardless he, well, of what you think about him, he's, either way, he's probably getting near the end of his career, I'd assume. No, but the thing is, you guys, you guys, you guys got to understand. He signed, a, he resigned the contract. So for them, for them to get rid of him now, with they take a uh, cap hit, right? So it doesn't really make any sense. Uh, okay. Okay. See, I don't understand. I don't really know anything about that kind of contract stuff and cap space and all payments and all that good stuff. I hear numbers, but it's always like forty million for four years, which sounds like a good deal. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I don't know. I don't really know much about cap space and things like that. So I guess yeah. yeah first, uh, I apologize, right? So first round, like uh, to answer Jay's question, for, it all depends second round what happens in the first, right? There's going to be a lot of uh, bargaining and negotiations in that. So we kind of got to see what happens in the first round, and then everything's up in the air right until then for the second round picks and all that stuff. Right on, right on. Right. Yeah, so kind of what I see that might be out there for round two, four, the Lions, maybe like a Lloyd Cushenberry offensive lineman. Um if Caesar Ruiz is out there, he's a, a center slash guard. He'd probably be a pretty good pickup. There's going to be a ton of wide receivers out there, but like that's not necessarily something Detroit should be focusing on. So I guess we'll just have to see. Mm, I want them to get so a good ten, tight end. Ten, so, are you guys uh, any of you guys New England fans or tenor? I'm assuming you are or no? Or am I am I a what? New England fan or any of you guys? No, I don't. I don't. I used to follow football a lot back in the day, and um, I haven't been a fan since I lived down in Florida. And I was, a, I was a fan. I, I was down. I was down there when Tampa Bay went from the the creamsicle uniforms to the pewter, and I was down there when they won the Super Bowl. Um, so I was a, a big Tampa Bay fan back in the day, but ever since I left Florida, and I'm not really near a team. I mean, I've never been a Buffalo Bills fan. <clears throat> I'm in upstate New York, so. I just uh, once I got into jujitsu and MMA, I just stopped watching football. So I'm kind of like out of touch of what's going on right now. Right, yeah, right. right. See, for me, MMA has been, been the only sport I've actually really enjoyed watching because for me, it seems like a very realistic sport as opposed to football. Football is interesting and stuff with the strategy and things like that, but it doesn't really translate into real world skills. Um, and MMA does for the most part. So I always enjoyed watching that more because it's more relatable. Um, not everybody's going to be in a position where you have to throw a ball before three or four or five 400-pound men jump you. Um, but almost everybody's been in a position where if they didn't defend themselves, they're going to get punched in the face. 
Exactly. Everybody has to deal with young black men at Little Caesars locations. Exactly. Uh-oh. It could happen to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, PJ, PJ, yeah. you're an MMA MMA fan, right? So, uh, oh, yes. The top three, uh, the three, tell us three bell holders currently, right now. Currently, three bell holders? Yes, Wait, what, no, what is, what no is this? A quiz? Oh, that's easy. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's well, cause that's easy because they very a lot of them really don't really change. There's Khabib, there John Jones. Uh, there's uh, in the welterweight. God, who is welterweight right now? Um, let me think. Uh, um, fuck, who did Woodley? Come like, on, Woodley dude. Lost? Um, let me think. Who's the heavyweight? Oh, Who's heavyweight. Heavyweight is uh, that's a, that's my boy. Uh, I can't say his name. <laughs> the, the the firefighter from Cleveland. The Croatian firefighter from Cleveland. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh huh. <laughs> and and the light heavyweight say, John Jones. Jay, say so his you name. Can't. You got to say his name. Yeah. Just try. I, you, dude, I'm drawing a blank on even how to say it. Let me let me look it up, and I'll, I'll lease it. No, no, no. Yeah. Stepe, Stepe, Stepe. Miocic. Yes, sir. Miocic. Stephen Miocic. Miocic. <laughs> Khabib Nurmagomedov. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to try that one. That'd be, that's not, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't be cool at all. <laughs> um, but Sly I'll loves it when I say Khabib. Is it Stipe Miocic? Stephen Miocic, you fucking oh, cocksucker. You had oh. fucking a creation. You, you had a creation on here, Pat Militic. Can you say yeah. Militic or what? what the fuck no, is wrong with Pat, Pat Yeah. See now, yeah. middleweight. I remember it's uh, that because uh, it's that anime guy, Israel uh, Adi Sania, or whatever, however you say his last name. But I'm drawing a blank on welterweight. To be honest with you, fuck. Usman. Yes. Oh yes, yeah, sir. that's right. It's because he because he hasn't really fought since he won, has he? Yeah, he fought uh, Colby Covington. Oh, okay. Now I understand why, because I can't fucking stand that guy. So I erased that fight out of my existence. <laughs> that was one of the. That was one of. That was one of the best fucking first rounds of a championship fight I've ever seen. Though those guys yeah. stood in the center. Both wrestlers stood in the center and fucking banged for four yeah. rounds. It was amazing. I agree, man. I yeah, yeah. I don't know why uh, Colby needs to do his shtick. He's a good fighter, you know, he, but he has to do that ent- entire like song and dance to make people hate him because he thinks it's going to make him more popular. No, or or he just he doesn't give a fuck, right? I don't know. I don't know. I think I, no. That's a that's a hundred percent an act. Yeah, that's that. That'd be my. So? I would yeah. think so. He's too. It's too over the top for it to be real, in my opinion. Uh, Either that or he's getting some real early onset CTE. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. That's possible, yeah. He hasn't hasn't been hitting the head that much, though. No, no. This is true. Another one in that category that uh, where I think he – although I'll be honest, this guy, he might be for real, uh, Mike Perry. No. Now, he has been hitting the head a lot. Yeah, yeah. So you 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 think his is an act, too, or you think that's how he really is? Oh, he's straight. He's straight Florida fucking scumbag. Basically, yeah. don't get me wrong. When I say scumbag, I don't mean he's a bad guy. He's just he's a Florida fucking Clearwater he's Beach dirt bag. Yeah, right, I right. mean, yeah, yeah. if, if it, when when you think of Florida, you 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 look at a picture of Mike Perry, and that's fucking Florida. Yeah, yeah. See, that's what I got the vibe I got from him that he was not faking. That's just the guy that he is, as opposed to Colby, where it feels like he's putting on a show. 
yeah, like the Diaz's are Stockton. Like, yeah, Mike Perry is Florida man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You might not, you might not particularly like any of those people, but you got to respect the, that they are who they are. They're not a fake person. The persona that they're putting out is the person that they are. Right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Nick Nick Diaz is a huge fucking disappointment, man. Yeah, isn't he? No, and, dude, fucking wasted so many fucking years. In what? In what? I don't understand. You still have these Diaz nut huggers that on every thread with any 170 or 185 pounder comes, you know, the, a new and up and comer. They're like, put him against Diaz. He'll fuck him up. That dude hasn't fucking won a fight in 38 years. Yeah, and I'll he's be smoking. He's smoking and drinking booze every night in the clubs, and people still think he'll fuck somebody up. He's fucking nobody up. Not even in, in the 170 department in Bellator. He's not fucking no. anybody up in Bellator either. Dude, I, I, yeah, I hate but, to say it because I, like, I like the Diaz brothers, but Nick was never that fucking good, dude. He was never going to win a belt, even if he would have kept his shit together. No, Nick was yes. pretty goddamn good until he started drinking. No, he was. Nick I, I was, really, yes. But he was, Nick he was, was good. Yeah, Nick was uh, damn good. Wasn't, he wasn't as good as people make him out to be. People are like, oh, he would have beaten, uh, he would have beaten GSP. GSP would have fucking murdered him, dude. Listen, who murdered him? Diaz brothers. I, I, no, people like people say like, oh, he would have, he would have uh, beat GSP, no problem. GSP would have murdered fucking Nick if they would have fought. They I, did I fight. Nick and Nick they did and win. The, <laughs> they did fight for sure. <laughs> well, I, I'm assuming GSP uh, fucking murdered him. No, that was actually a pretty close fight. Like that was Yeah, it went, it went to it went to a five round decision. Yeah, like yeah, that was a controversial decision. Someone was that. Let's see more. Didn't yeah. didn't did, did Nick fight uh, he fought Lawler too, right? I remember he knocked all, he, he, yeah, he locked he knocked Lawler. Lawler out. He, he knocked him out. He he yeah, he, he it, fucking put the he beat the brakes off of Lawler for sure. Right. Well, there's a guy that had a weird right? career. But what I'm saying to you, the Diaz brothers, fucking, those guys are, uh, yeah, they, they, you're right. In regards to the booze, it's not good. But they, those guys are pot smokers. But those guys are also fucking, like, they do ultra marathons and shit like that. I don't know. I, I just, I respect the guys. Yeah, I, 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 I like them quite a bit. And I really wish Nate would be more active. He's, it seems like he's going more of, like, his brother's route, where, where he doesn't want to fight enough to, unless you make it really, really worthwhile. Because I think that was the problem with thing. He, it's not that he couldn't fight and wanted to party. To him, fighting was a way to make money. And if you weren't going to make him a good enough offer, he wasn't interested in doing it. Capitalism, baby. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, for all those people that are like, oh, it's, it's in my blood to fight. You know, I'm a fighter at heart. There's plenty of people out there that are like, no, I don't like fighting. It pays the bills. And that's sensible, you know. So uh, once Nate, once Nate made that big payday off of McGregor, I was actually surprised to see him fight again after that. You know, yeah, because he'd always said that he was half half ready ready to quit this shit. You know, I'm watching. I was remember watching him on the the season five of the Ultimate Fighter, and he already thought the entire fucking process was bullshit back then. Nate Nate looked good against uh, Anthony Pettis. You know, after yeah. that long layoff, he came out, he, he fought Anthony Pettis, you know, but let's be real. Anthony Pettis was really, really good for a short period of time. Um, but everybody's pretty much looked good against Anthony Pettis in, in the last five or six years. Yeah, but um, Jorge Masvidal, <laughs> he beat the fuck out of Nate. I mean, I know it was a controversial um, stoppage, but he was he was piecing Nate Diaz up badly in that fight. Man, isn't it weird how people's MMA career could go? 
just like sideways or just in different directions. Like you guys mentioned uh, Lawler earlier. He had such a weird career resurgence that I don't think anybody expected. And, and he went on a fucking tear like late in his career. No, thank yeah, you. Uh, okay, so Lawler's a savage. Yeah. And I didn't expect it at all because I, I, you know, uh, I'd followed his career before he joined the UFC, and I thought, you know, I like as you guys have mentioned, you know, he got his ass kicked by uh, um, by a Nick before, and just, I mean, I knew he was a good fighter, but man, he just brought it to a next level. Oh, thing is, uh, like Tenor said, fucking Robbie fucking throws bombs. He fucking literally has fucking like concrete blocks in his hand. I've met Robbie through uh, Pat. Years ago, back in 2012, 13, and that was past prospect, right? And obviously, Meltish Camp back then was fucking the best in the world. Tim Sylvia Hughes or uh, Jens, whatever. But uh, Dude, yeah, one of the best the, ever. I, I agree, brother. I agree. And uh, but with Lawler as well, so he went to a uh, uh, American oh, ATT, I think, right? Yeah, and, yeah, he's with ATT. Yep. Yeah, but thing is, uh, and fucking even Pat, man, fucking Pat told me he goes, dude, he's again with the whole Iowa scene, and Ryan, you know this yourself. Yeah, it's they're a very close knit community where you fucking work hard, farmers, this and that, right? And uh, he goes, yeah, he goes, fucking Robbie would call me all the time. He's fucking in the in the limelight, and he'd ask Pat, hey, Pat, fuck, am I used to this, right? Fuck, I'm used to the whole Iowa scene, this and that, right? But uh, yeah, uh, fuck Lawler. Yeah, what, what, what Wesley? I think knocked him out, right? That was fucking like, oh no, the what the fuck was the last fight where he didn't tap out, but he did. You did Ask the Askren fight, yeah. Yeah, you guys, do you guys think that was a tap out? Yeah, do you guys think that was a tap out or what? I don't know. He wasn't getting out of that position. Was the thing like? So I can see people say where they don't think he tapped or what have you, but like that right. that fight was over where it was. Right. Oh, and you to, see that to, a lot. To jump in here and go back earlier too. Go ahead, Tenor. Uh, to jump to jump in here and go back to the Militich camp, you know, you're going back in the day to all those guys. And in my opinion, that was one of the greatest camps ever. I mean, those guys, a lot of those guys were homegrown guys. They had come right. from they had come from, you know, smaller promotions. It wasn't like a Greg Jackson's where they just all of a sudden they sprouted up this gym and, and, and big names came to them. Those guys were a lot of them were homegrown. And there's a guy from that camp that didn't get enough that didn't get enough um he didn't get enough of a pop and he could have he could have made more out of himself. I just want to give a shout out to this guy. Uh his name is Drew McF Drew McFedries. That okay. he was a, he was a, he was a mixed guy or a black guy and he was a southpaw and that dude threw fucking bombs. He he was a tough dude and McFedries really probably could have gone a lot farther in the sport. Athletically, he was very very um very athletic and and as a southpaw guys didn't see what he was doing on the feet. He had a very advanced boxing game. Um, and he was, he, that dude was tough as hell. I don't know if anybody here remembers that guy, but he was tough as hell. Yeah, he, had a, he had a win over Eastman, didn't he? Um, yeah, I believe so. Um, and I, I also uh, the first time I ever saw an, an arm triangle choke, you know, on the flip side of, of McFedry's career was Martin Catman. 
um, hit him with it with an arm triangle and I was watching the fight and I'm like, Oh, he's got, he's got side control. I'm like, what the hell is he doing? Why is he hopping sides? And he hopped sides and, and, and smashed him with an arm triangle. It's the first time I ever saw it in competition. Yeah. 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 I can relate to that. When I first started watching MMA, I didn't know anything about jujitsu or anything like that. So there's lots of times I'd be watching him scramble around on the ground and not know what's going on and have him pull out a, a submission that I had no clue how they did it. Didn't see it coming. So I'll be just like, Oh fuck. What the fuck was that? And that was one of the fun parts of my early MMA watching was all the different surprising uh, things that you would see. Well, like most gyms weren't even doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So like, uh, so when I lived in Iowa, like when I was kind of still somewhat fighting, I trained out of, uh, Des Moines mixed martial arts. It's where, uh, Josh near and Jeremy Stevens came out of. And like half the time we were training there, it was pretty much all wrestling and stand up. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I imagine that it's uh, heck. It's still not uh, super duper common. I mean, like you could probably look it up in my area and find two or three schools, or maybe three or four. Um, but it's not like karate or taekwondo where there's still fucking schools on pretty much almost every corner. Oh, there's way no, more it, though. So like where I live, it's. It, I mean, it's a suburban kind of area. Like, not a ton of people live here, but there are two jujitsu schools I could go to. Oh yeah, I, I guess it depends on the area. Uh, I'm sure there's some of them by my, by, by you know near my house, but I don't, don't really ever see any. Yeah. No. Well, you guys got the fucking boxing gym, right? Uh, PJ, what the fuck, uh, Kronk? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, upside Kronk, yeah. And I know the uh, I know that there, well, there are some uh, MMA gyms uh, here. I mean, uh, as I was speaking specifically uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, but like there's a Mash Gym. I think is a big one. Uh, Michigan Top Team um, is another one. Uh, Victorious MMA, uh, but there's more. Uh, but as far as like just specific Jiu Jitsu, uh, I think the there's Metro Detroit Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and a couple other ones, but not a. I don't think of a ton of them around here. Who's that dude? Who's he, that one? Who's that one dude that passed away? Jay, uh, fucking um, judo guy. He was out of Detroit, right? Um, no, you got me on that one. Uh, no, I, there's like, uh, oh, what the fuck is his name? He always fucking broke uh, jujitsu guy's balls. He's a fucking green name, or what the fuck was he? If he passed away about a year, year and a half ago. He's out of Michigan. Oh no, train no, judo. Yes. I think that was trained judo, right? Yeah, 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 brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trained judo, yeah. Oh, he was fucking great, man. He would troll the shit out of jujitsu guys, man. Trained judo, judo. He was, he was, he was a very intelligent dude, and he would yeah. just come on and just troll the shit out of jujitsu dudes that would get so upset at him, and he was smooth <laughs> as hell with it. Oh, he was great, uh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck it, that Russian soul. Yeah, he. I think he passed away what a year and a half ago. I think, right. Uh, I might have been longer than that. He was good, though, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Did you know what he passed from? Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe there, it there. was a drug overdose. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's what I heard. Yeah. yeah so. That sucks. Oh, well. Well, boy, I wish I hadn't brought it up. That was a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Well, hey, uh, when we get more time, I'll fucking – I'll uh, – I'd like to go over like the camp that I came out of up here in upstate New York. I mean, we probably don't have enough time tonight, but uh, I trained with the bomb squad where John Jones originally came out of. And there were some absolute 
killers that came out of upstate New York when when uh, MMA was was illegal to host events. Obviously, you could train it, but you couldn't you couldn't sanction a fight in upstate New York. And uh, I came up with some absolute fucking killers up here. And it was amazing the talent that Ryan Ciatoli, who was an Ithaca College wrestler, um, that he put out the, the talent that he gathered here and, and we had in the training room was absolutely amazing for uh, probably a, a five year period. It was, it was unreal. Oh, fuck it. Talk about it, man. We got time yeah. PJ, yeah, until the draft. So yeah. I know you guys make jokes about me cutting off at an hour, but that's normally because I don't have anything else to fucking talk about. So if you guys got stuff, go right ahead. I'll just sit back and listen. All right. So, so I, um, I hooked up with Ryan Ciotoli in 2006, I believe 2006 or 2007. He ran a tiny little MMA gym out in Polkville, New York, which is, which is near Cortland, New York. Um, so I, I, all it had was a wrestling mat and, and two Muay Thai bags. That's all they had, you know, obviously had some tie pads in in, in a bin in the corner, but, um, that's what this training facility was like. Um, so I show up there and the guys that came out of this place were, were absolutely amazing. The first guy that he got into, um, the UFC was a guy by the name of Tamden McCrory. Who was who was known as the Barn Cat, which is probably one of still one of the best uh, nicknames in in MMA history, in my in my opinion. Uh, the Barn Cat was nothing much to look at. He was about a six foot five dude um, who fought at one seventy, skinny, kind of hunchback, glasses, and he was absolutely nasty. It, it, in his debut in the UFC, he beat uh, Pete Spratt. I think he tapped out Pete Spratt. If you guys remember who that guy was, of course. Fuck yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Yeah, fight. yeah. Tamden McCroy tapped out Pete Spratt, and he had kind of like a tumultuous career in the UFC. He'd win one, lose one, win one, lose one. He beat um, another Ogier. Uh, what the hell is that guy's name? The weird guy, Luke uh, Luke Kumo. Oh, he yeah, put yeah. on an abs. He he put on an absolute jujitsu clinic in that uh, in that fight and beat Luke Kumo. Um, he, and then he was gone. He went and finished his degree and came back into MMA like four or five years later and, and surfaced in Bellator and ran through two dude, dudes in Bellator. He beat um, somebody who challenged for the title. He beat him really easy with like a three-piece combo and knocked him out. And then he bought, he fought another dude and tapped him out. I'm sorry, I don't remember those guys' names. And they were, they were high-level dudes in Bellator. And, and 170 in Bellator is actually – Abs- it's no joke. Um, no, no, Bellator no, no, 170 no, no. is 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 a, is a tough. It's a tough division. Um, he got back in the in, in the UFC and then won one, lost one, and then I think they caught him and he's he's been out. So he was the first. I, I'm going on. So if if I'm going too far, guys, just let me know because I'm kind of. No. Uh, it's it's cool, interesting. So, oh, yeah, you're fine. All right. So so that was the first guy that got into the UFC. Um, the other guy was Eric Charles, who was a part owner of with Ryan Ciotoli and the Bomb Squad. He uh, he fought on the Ultimate Fighter and got uh, tapped out by uh, Tim Creter, I believe, who was Dustin Poyer's original coach before he went to ATT. Yes. Um, so uh, and then we got. Um, uh, I, I mentioned it on the chat the other day. Spencer Page, he got into uh, the Ultimate Fighter, and he got his jaw broke by uh, next to the pool by somebody. I forget who the hell that was. So oh, this yeah. is 
this is all the old bond squad. So I come in one day um, to, to practice and there's this uh, uh, black gentleman standing there, tall, good looking kid. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, Hey, how you doing, man? He's like, Hey, my name is John, John Jones. I'm like, Hey, nice to meet you, brother. Um, I'm like, where are you from? He's like, I'm from Endicott. So we start talking about union Endicott. That's the high school you went to. And, um, I was like, dude, I, I've wrestled a dude way back in the nineties from Endicott and he fucking, he, this dude completely kicked the shit out of me in high school, probably night circa 1993. And I was talking about him and I said, so yeah, I'm, I'm uh, this guy kicked my ass. And all of a sudden, 10 years later, I'm watching Monday night football and they're announcing the starting, uh, the starting lineup for the Seattle Seahawks. And the starting lineup, uh, the starting linebacker was this guy, Isaiah Kazavensky. <laughs> that was the dude that kicked my ass in high school. I'm like, well, you know, I don't feel yeah. so bad that he kicked my ass. He's a starting fucking linebacker with Seattle Seahawks. Um, so <laughs> that, that was kind of like my connection to John Jones. So we, we, you know, shot this shit and whatnot. And he was just a guy, you know, he was a, a bouncer who got his girlfriend knocked up. Imagine that. And, um, he, you know, he, he dropped out of college after winning a, a, a Juco national title in wrestling and um, he was training with the bomb squad, you know, Seatoli was from, from Endicott and he brought John Jones in. So that was like one of the original crew from the bomb squad. You've, you fast forward a little bit and we get guys uh, on the mats. Um, Aljamain Sterling, who's, who's a top two or three 35 pounder in the UFC. And he's, a cool he's, dude. he's a, he, he, yeah, he's, he's a, he's a, um, uh, a bomb squad guy brought up. Um, you got the Leone brothers who are running uh, Bali Muay Thai, who are big in the one FC now. Um, he's a bomb squad guy. Here's, here's an interesting uh, fact. I ran a fighter house. So I was training with all these guys and I was a, you know, I was in law enforcement at the time and I just got divorced. And I had this fucking huge house and these guys needed, uh, they needed a place to stay. So I opened a fighter house that may have been a mistake, but you know, <laughs> I, I needed some fucking rent money. So I opened the house up to these guys and they flew in this guy um, who was training with the bomb squad. He wasn't a homegrown uh, bomb squad guy. He was a Dagestani. So he came out of, of the camp with, with Habib and all those guys. Um, it was team red state or team red something. So this guy was flown over training with uh, the bomb squad and he was, uh, his name was Shabule Shamalayev. I don't know if you guys remember this guy, but he won the hundred, he won the 145 pound, uh, Bellator tournament. He was living right. in my house when he, he was living in my house when he won that tournament. He, he ran through that tournament and just knocked 45 pounder, knocked everybody out. He knocked everybody out and he nice. was living in my house at the time. So let me, let me, let me piggyback off a story about this guy. So Shabule won that Bellator tournament. He left the bomb squad. He went down and trained at ATT down in coconut Creek, Florida. He was training down there. He was going to make it in another show. I, I would imagine he probably would have done fairly well in the 145 tournament in, uh, in, in UFC. His wrestling was a little suspect, which is weird because he was Dagestani, but he was a Muay Thai practitioner. The guy who fucking smoked dudes on the feet. You know, if, if you ever, if you want to watch some good, crisp MMA Muay Thai, look up Shabule Shamalayev. Good luck spelling it. Anyways, so <laughs> this guy went down to Coconut Creek. He was there and training, and he got a call 
from uh, Dagestan. His brother had been held up. Obviously, there's fucking tons of gangsters over there in that part of the world. You know, those guys are different people than we are here. You were fucking pussies. Those guys are a different species of human being. So he gets a call. Exactly. Uh, In a good way and a bad way. I mean, you know, they're they're, they're allowed to be men. We're yeah. we're not allowed to be men in the United States or, you know, probably in this hemisphere. Anyways, yeah. um, he gets a call. His brother ran into some gangsters. They held him at gunpoint, you know, maybe roughed him up a little bit. Shemaliyev, Shah, we called him Shah. He fucking immediately hops on a flight, goes back to Dagestan. He uh, arranges a meeting with these guys who held his brother at gunpoint in a little cafe and this is this is on this is on video you guys can watch this or i can post a link maybe um to it in 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 the uh, the chat on the on the og he um he he it's on video so he meets he's going to meet these guys at this cafe in dagestan he walks in with a, an assault rifle in one hand and a in a pistol in the other Little does he know the guys he were meeting had a lookout. There was a guy looking out, standing in a chair on video or sitting in a chair on video, waiting for him to come. He walks in with the with the assault rifle and and, and the and the pistol, walks in to probably presumably smoke the guy that held his brother at gunpoint. And the guy that was watching, who was lookout, outflanks him and blasts him. I think he takes nine shots. He he gets shot in the head, he loses a kidney. The fucking guy lives, the savage. He lives. He, like I said, he loses a kidney. He gets uh, hit in the head. Um, obviously, it, it didn't kill him or render him brain dead by any means. He, he, he's in the hospital. He beats the shit out of a nurse and jumps out of a window and escapes the hospital. I mean, that, this, is, this guy lived in my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that's gotta be that's gotta be a little worrisome in retrospect yeah i mean because yeah, the obviously is, the guy's not no it's stable pj no no the thing is pj though he uh or uh tenor he was respectful to you to the extent that he was i'm assuming whatever he respected how he did doing still crazy shit right no, no, the guy, you know, obviously yeah. he, he was, he, cool, he, was right? ve- he was very religious. Uh, he, he was yeah, Muslim. Muslim, you know, he prayed, yeah. um, didn't drink, didn't smoke. Obviously, he followed the Muslim um, religion as far as what I know sure. about it. And, you know, he, he would he, he every morning he would get up. He would he would want to go down to the, the, the bakery down the road. He would say hot tea. Sure. That's how he ordered because they, they knew exactly what he wanted. When Shah came in, they were like, oh, Shah, he would say hot tea and they'd give him hot tea. Um, no, he was he was always respectful of me. My son was in the house at the time. Very respectful. Nice. I, I had no problems with, with, with Shah. Shah was he was a stand up individual and he came from a rough place and people from rough places do rough, rough things. And, and you know, that's he did what he felt was right. And you know what? The Survival. fucking guy's still living after, after taking nine shots. He's still living. <laughs> Man, although obviously that was the end of his MMA career, I assume. Yeah, he hasn't fought again. Like I said, he 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 lost a kidney, so he's he's kind of on the PJ train with that. You guys are yeah, s- yeah. similar. You've got you've got something similar to a to a Bellator uh, world champ or uh, a, a tournament champion. Anyways, you guys have something in common, Jay. Probably that's about it, really. <laughs> but, <Nah>. Yay! <laughs> yeah, you guys yeah. remember? Hey, hey, Tedder, thanks for the story, dude. I gotta look this guy up though. Yeah, please. If you post the video, please do. Yeah, I will. I definitely will. Sorry for rambling. There's still more guys that no, came out of the camp. Okay, man. We, 
Yeah. We, we can open it up to some other stuff. I'm kind of done talking about me and my bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you guys remember a guy out of the Miltich camp, Jason Black? For sure, yeah. Well, yeah, he oh, had one fuck. of the worst weight cuts of all time. Yeah. yeah oh, was that good. that guy? Yeah, I remember yes. that guy. Wow, yeah, yes. he looked like he was going to He went 12-0. and 0. Yeah, he went 12-0, and 0, and then he fucking dropped out the face of the earth. Yeah, it's another Miltich product. I'm not sure what the guy does this and that, but... That guy was a fucking Wolverine, man. Fuck. I've seen him lie a few times fighting and scrapping. Oh, man. I, I, again, I haven't, it's been over 10, 15 years since I've last heard of him. But yeah, that guy was a fucking animal, man. Animal. Oh, they yeah, had a ton of animals that sure. time. Like oh, yeah. that entire yeah. era of Militich. Like, so that's pretty much in the, the height of like when I was training in Des Moines. And like a lot of our guys would go over there and train, like, you know. Over the weekend or whatever else. Door, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we were in Des Moines. So it was like a, you know, two or three hour drive um, to Militich, but it was always worth it, like on a weekend or wherever else. But like even out of our little camp out of Des Moines, the amount of guys that ended up making it to the UFC was just ridiculous. I think it's just that part of the country. Like you get parts of the country where people are just built kind of different. And we're yeah, definitely for sure. that too. Like, so we had, let's see. So we had like the top two that stayed in the UFC the longest. You had Near, you had Jeremy Stevens, but then we probably Near. had another like six or seven guys that ended up making it for a fight or two. We had uh, this kid, uh, this African kid, Razak Alassan, which is funny because there ended up being another guy with the same name in the UFC. So this was the one, if you ever look him up, that was not very successful. The other one was. Um, God, who else did we have? Yeah, we probably had six or seven people that ended up making the UFC at the time. Most of them lost like their first fight and then kind of fizzled around kind of Midwest. But yeah, it was amazing to see everybody out of Militich. We had the people out of our camp. There was even some other ones like near Nebraska that were even you know, kind of just churning people out at a pretty good clip. Has has anybody in has anybody in the chat mentioned Spencer Fisher yet? That dude was a fucking yes. psycho too, man. Tough as shit, fucking man. I love right, that dude. Man. Oh, I love dude, that guy. Well, fucking Spencer, man. Tough as shit. Oh, fucking right, man. Yeah, see, the Michigan on the other hand does. I mean, we have some people like uh, Darren Krushank is out of Michigan, um, and uh, obviously Krushank. Crookshank, thank you. And obviously, what that was that guy's name? He just fought for for the interim lightweight uh, not that long ago. Um, the Motown Phenom. Uh, I can't remember his name. Like you name. can't come up with Kevin Lee. Like that's not a difficult one. <laughs> thank you, Kevin. Lee. Hey guys, what one important question? Little evil, little evil. Jens Palver, right? Yeah. The Tough. Yeah, well, they still don't want to like uh, give him UFC induction, man. I fucking think that guy fucking is amazing. He deserves it. What do you guys think? He deserves. I think, it. I think he had us. A... Is he burned the bridge? Who gives a fuck, yeah. he, dude? He fucking destroyed people, man. Fuck. Well, but, and he was I, a good I, dude too. Like being in oh, Iowa, yeah. like he was always at all the regional fights. Like him yeah. and his girlfriend at the time fought as well. Like they're both just great people. Tenor, what's your thoughts, man? Uh, I, I think I, I either read his book or read some excerpts of his book and that dude, he had a rough fucking life. I mean, not all yeah. of us. I'm sure there's, there's people on this, on this chat right now. And there's people on this panel talking right now that didn't, yeah. that didn't have, that didn't have very good lives. But man, when I, when I read some shit about his dad putting a gun in his mouth and stuff, yeah. I mean, 
you know, I saw, I saw and did some crazy shit as a kid and, and lived with abusive, um, fathers, you know, biological fathers and, and stepfathers. It, but that shit was shocking to, to read oh, yeah. that, you know, that yeah. level of abuse is just, that's some next level abuse. And, and the way he came out and the, and the, and the individual that he turned into, I don't know him personally, but obviously I've seen him on ultimate fighter. I've seen his interviews. I've read his book or at least excerpts of his book to, to turn out the way he turned out, you know, that takes some, some fucking big intestinal fortitude. So I got nothing res- but respect for that individual. He was actually my, uh, he was actually my very first uh, MMA fighter that I was a fan of. I'm what you call a second wave MMA fan. I got introduced to it by the ultimate fighter and I didn't even get in on the start ultimate fighter. I uh, wandered into it uh, during season five because I didn't know if it was on TV or anything like that. So my very first uh, introduction to it was uh, Jens Pulver and BJ Penn at the coaches. Uh, So he was my first uh, MMA, uh, uh, you know, person I was a fan of because that guy was fucking awesome on that show. He seemed so relatable and down to earth and just like so concerned about making sure his uh, people did good. While BJ Penn, on the other hand, seemed more concerned with making sure that BJ Penn looked good. Uh, so, so, yeah, I just always love Jens. He always seems just like a down to earth great guy. Hey, PJ, can I, Eric, can I, can, so, okay, uh, BJ Penn is a good guy. The whole works, but think he's a problem. Whereas, uh, if little, 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 Jens Palmer, right? I believe the fight that he fought was either against BJ Penn or somebody else where fucking asked him, I guess fucking uh, Jens got his ass handed to him, but he won the fight. And the interviewer asked, how did it feel being beat so much? She goes, beat so much? She goes, this is nothing compared to what my father did to me, right? But yeah. You know what I'm saying? But fuck, little evil fucking Ed, Ed, where I guess right now, I think he should be inducted. The simple fact, fucking maybe BJ, fucking, he's done a lot. And I think it's, I'm a huge Miltich fan and think it's the whole Miltich camp. I know uh, Jen's a little bit in that as well, but yeah, man, fuck yeah. I just thought I'd throw a name out there, but yeah, fucking right, man. Right on, right on. All right, guys, we're going to finish it up for today. Um, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I am calling it now. I think it's, I think we're about done. Um, <laughs> the wife's calling. As, as always, I'd like to thank Grad and the Tenor for giving a call. Uh, we hey, Tenor, I love you, brother. We're good? I love, love you too, Grad. No hard feelings, brother. All right, brother. <laughs> yeah. All right, you, you have a good one, Grad. We'll talk to you tomorrow probably. <laughs> Tanner, thank you for all the stories. Very appreciate it. Uh, you, as always, we want you to call in as much as you can. Uh, you're practically our third co-host at this point. <laughs> and he's off. Ryan, you got anything you want to cover before we're out of here? No, I don't think so. So, uh, yeah, so let's see. Karaoke tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Let's have you give a try of Back That Ass Up. It's not a okay. difficult song. If okay. you can't do it. Find something that's not Weird Al, it's not Nerdcore, and it's not ICP. Okay, but that's, that's my promise. It won't be any of those three, and I will try to do back that uh, ass up first because I think that's probably a funny song, so I, I might enjoy trying that. All right, um, Other you, than you, that, uh, your homework is to watch the NFL draft tonight, maybe learn something about football, You know, add a couple stickers to your man card here. <laughs> uh, but other than that, I, th- I think we're good. 
Excellent. Now, uh, as always, we'll be back tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we hope to hear from you guys then. I want to thank the OG uh, Army for showing up on the chat box. Uh, I want to thank Tenor and Grad uh, for calling in, as always. Uh, anything else, Ryan? Fuck all y'all. I uh, got that right. You guys have a great night. We'll see everyone tomorrow. Thank <laughs> you.